Happy Next Year's What's Up? It's Lisa, and it has been a while, a little over a week to be exact, but welcome to it, episode 20. Today is July 15th, uh, 2020, and I'm so excited to be back with you. I've missed doing this. I took a little over a week off to have some family time and just rest, but I have been reading your questions and emails, and I want to just tell you guys thanks for listening and thanks for hanging in there. And I'm excited about today because today actually kicks off my series about attachment styles. And if you listen to previous episodes, you know I talked a lot about how we were parented and how that can affect us later in adult life and how those foundations that we have in childhood might affect some patterns or things that we do in adulthood and how to work through that. But I've been getting a lot of questions about relationships and rightfully so. I mean, they take up a lot of our a lot of our life and they're a big investment and they're difficult to navigate. And so what I really wanted to do is kick off a series and talk about how we attach in relationships, romantic relationships, friendships, and give you guys some information to be self-aware and to maybe use to hopefully get to a place of a more secure attachment. So secure attachment being ideal. There's four different attachment styles that we fall into as humans. The first one is the one we're going to talk about today, and that is anxious attachment. The second one is what we call fearful avoidant. The third is dismissive avoidant. And then the fourth is the one we all strive for, which is secure. And today we're going to get into anxious attachment. And I'm going to talk about what is it? How does it look? How does it actually affect your relationships and you as an individual? But I'm also going to give you tips to overcome it. And I think that's what's so important is that there's nothing wrong if you're an anxious attacher. That came from somewhere and it's your subconscious brain trying to protect you. But the challenge is to work through that. So I'm going to get into that and hopefully help you overcome some of this anxiety that you have at the start of new relationships. But before we get into that... I've missed it. Let's get back to it. Here's the official what's next question and answer. Hey, what's next? Hey, what's next? Okay, empty nexters. So here it is. Um, like I said, I've been off for a week, but I've still been reading and responding to your questions. And one that I've been getting a lot of, or a theme that I've been getting a lot of, is what should I do in relationships? So sort of general, hey, what should I do if this has happened? And that's part of the reason I wanted to do this series. And on the last episode, about a week ago, episode 19, I talked about a fear of commitment actually equaling a fear of yourself. And I tried to help you guys navigate that a bit. And so I thought this question was a good one to share. And the question is this, Lisa, I cheated on my girlfriend after a year of being together, and I really want her to forgive me. She's having a hard time trusting me, and I don't know how to reestablish trust. Do you think relationships can make it through cheating? I don't even really know why I cheated. Is it my fear of commitment, or was I trying to self-sabotage? And cheating is a tricky one. It's a tough one, and it can be a deal breaker for a lot of people, and so The first thing I want to remind you is that cheating isn't necessarily always about the other person that you're in the relationship with. A lot of times it actually has to do more with not liking who you've become in the relationship or not liking how you're showing up in the relationship. So yeah, maybe subconsciously or even consciously you look for other avenues to get out. 
And because cheating's a deal breaker, a lot of people go for the big deal breaker. Um, you know, and the second thing is, is that if I want to remind you that if you're not connected to yourself, it's going to be really hard to fully connect to somebody else. So I want you to stop and check in and say, am I really connected with myself? Do I know what I want? Do I like how I'm showing up in this relationship more often than not? And then letting that be the guide for what you do next with that relationship. And I will say, lastly, to answer your question about the, um, you know, can relationships make it through cheating? It's not always the end. I have counseled couples that make it because it takes two people that want to work through it and get to the bottom of why it happened. And it takes two people committed to moving forward and healing and figuring things out and also figuring out where the cracks were to begin with. And so that's a really important thing. Do I think they can make it? I do. Um, I think if two people are willing to take a look at it and say, what happened? Where were the cracks? And how do we do this? And you know, regarding the trust, I will say too that that's something that you're going to have to accept responsibility for. And if she's not ready to trust you or she just needs more time, I would, my advice to you would be to respect that and give her the space she needs and take a look and check in with yourself at how you were showing up in the relationship and, and figure out where the cracks were. So if it is another relationship down the road, you don't make the same mistake twice because I can tell by the tone of your email that doesn't feel good. So I hope that helps. Um, if you guys have questions, email me at what's next with Lisa at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at what's next with Lisa. You can DM me there. I list show topics and other little nuggets of information. So check out my social media pages. Tell a friend. Um, and let's get into today's episode. I'm excited to bring this one to you guys. And so today we're going to talk about anxious attachment regarding how you enter relationships. And Anxious attachment typically means that you have basically in a nutshell a hard time feeling calm, especially when you start a relationship. You might notice things like you're prone to jealousy, you're super insecure about the relationship, or maybe you're clingy, um, or maybe you even jump in really fast. So you find somebody you like and then you just want to go all in super fast and the theory, you know, behind that is that you're anxiously attaching to somebody looking for validation that they want to choose you or that you're enough. And, you know, a lot of people say that this style or this anxiety starts in childhood. And usually it does because you had a caregiver or somebody in your life that either left you or didn't show up for you emotionally. And so you continue to feel like you had to prove yourself and that morphs into adulthood into feeling anxious when there's something at stake like a relationship and so you know you you also form your expectations as a child about your relationship and so how you think somebody should show up for you as a child whether you realize it or not you tend to carry that into adulthood so those are some things to be aware of And if you think that you're anxiously attaching to people, odds are you basically just have some fears and insecurities that haven't been tended to. And when you start a relationship or are even sometimes in it for a while, 
If you notice that you're starting to feel insecure or you think things like the littlest fight or disagreement are going to lead to a breakup um, or that if they take a while to text you back that they're not showing up for you or validating you, um, that makes you feel insecure, unstable in the relationship. Those are unrealistic expectations of a relationship and it's time for you to check in and say, okay, am I committed to myself? Do I have an inner child here that needs to be loved and made feel safe? And let me look at this relationship and this person objectively. Because when you default to whether it be a a hurt in the past from a different relationship or your childhood, you default right back to your history and you're not showing up for present day, which means that a lot of relationships that you start probably end pretty quickly because your expectations are probably a little off the mark you come off as maybe a little clingy and it's not you're not bad you don't have bad intentions you have this inner child or this hurt person inside that just wants to feel like they're enough and it's actually a really sad attachment um, because I think it's just your your inner child or the the person um, inside that feels hurt yearning to be accepted and so you know, another thing, that, another common thing that people do who anxiously attach, like I said, is to jump really fast into relationships. And on some level, I think what they're trying to do is secure that attachment quickly, or they get really excited about meeting someone that they click with. And so they look for validation or any sign that they like them too. So maybe they'll text them a lot, seeing if they'll text them back to see if they like them too. They're looking for outward signs. And, you know, some might even say, go as far to say that anxiously attaching is a coping mechanism to soothe your anxiety. So when you anxiously attach and you're texting a lot or you're being really needy, that might be a coping mechanism to feel validated in the relationship. So you leap and rather than getting curious and allowing yourself the opportunity to be the chooser, not the chosen, and looking at this person to see if there's someone you even really want to invest in, That all gets thrown out the window when your primary objective is to just get chosen. And I want to say that again. Be the chooser, not the chosen. And so if you find yourself jumping into relationships or chasing people, hoping that they pick you, I would tell you that you might be anxiously attaching. And if you're feeling insecure or you feel like you need a lot of validation or a lot of you know, verbal affirmation that they want to be in this relationship, you're probably anxiously attaching and you're insecure somewhere um, in yourself. And so along the same lines, if you're if you're in a relationship, if you've been in a relationship for a while and you're just always nervous that they're going to leave, maybe you get jealous over really innocent interactions, um, you might be insecure in that relationship and anxiously attaching, which is exhausting. I don't want you in a relationship where you're just anxious and fearful all the time that that person's going to leave. And so what do you do about it? Let's get into it. The first thing I want you to do is identify it and say, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm doing this. And I want you to get real honest with yourself about how you feel and how you're attaching to people. You guys, it's okay if you're anxiously attaching. That means somewhere someone hurt you along the way and you didn't get what you were worthy of. And so the first thing to do is to be soft and compassionate with yourself and say, I'm anxiously attaching to people and it's exhausting and I don't want to do it. I want to find a secure connection. 
And so to do that, the first step is to, number one, get honest with yourself, but also to look back and think of a time, you know, was it your parents who didn't emotionally show up for you? Um, or to meet your, you know, they didn't meet your emotional needs, maybe by your caregivers, maybe by a previous relationship. Who left you and left a mark on your subconscious where you thought this person's going to leave and I'm not enough or I'm not worthy? That's when you probably started to fear being left or not being good enough. And so what you started to do was learn to try to please people and be super interesting and be the chosen Rather than being the one who empowers yourself to choose, sit back and watch and see if this is a person you want to be with and to be interested versus interesting. And to do that, you've got to connect to your confidence. I, like I said, I want you to be the chooser, not the chosen. And I want you to actively choose a relationship and understand that not everyone you meet needs to be dated. Not everyone you meet needs to be the one. This is a process. And so you've got to connect to your confidence and your worth and say, wait a minute, I'm a catch. I'm a catch. And yes, I'm human. And yes, I have stuff that isn't perfect. However, I'm not going to chase anyone. I'm going to sit back and watch and see if I want to invest in them. And you've got to understand that, you know, bringing insecurity and anxiety to a relationship means you're clouding your judgment. And you're not observing the proper thing. So when you're overcome with insecurity and anxiety, you get so focused on just being chosen that you throw out the window even monitoring the right things to like catch red flags, right? And so a lot of times when you get out of a relationship, you look back on it and you think, oh my God, how did I miss that red flag? Well, probably because you were so focused on just being chosen that that stuff went right over your head and you didn't even acknowledge it. So it's important to be mindful that the other thing sitting back and being the chooser does is gives you an opportunity to make a really empowered, good decision about who you're investing in. And the other thing that I want to say is that if you meet somebody that you click with and you're really excited about them, I think that's amazing. And I want you to let yourself be excited. I don't want you denying yourself the gift of butterflies and meeting somebody new. That is exciting. I'm not saying don't get excited. Get excited because it is a gift and it's part of the it's part of dating that actually makes it somewhat fun. And so I don't want you denying yourself that. But what I but I want but what I want you to do while you're excited is to maintain a level head and start running through this checklist I'm going to give you, which is kind of a list for yourself to stay on track and be an empowered chooser while also being excited and getting butterflies. And so the first thing I want you to ask when you meet somebody that you're excited about is, all right, is this person ready for the kind of relationship that I want? And so the first thing you have to know there is, what do you want? What kind of relationship is it that you want? You don't know? Sit down and think about it. It's an important thing to think about and to go into dating knowing what it is you want. Because don't forget, mixed signals are still signals. So if you meet somebody and you click with them and you're sitting down for dinner and they flat out tell you, you know, yeah, I don't ever see myself getting married or having kids, and you think, challenge accepted 
No, don't think challenge accepted. They are showing you what they're capable of. You've got to listen to it. And don't think that just with time, they'll change their mind. I'm telling you, if this is the kind of stuff that comes out on date one or two, you have a responsibility to yourself to pay attention, okay? Especially if they are already doing the whole, yeah, I know for sure I don't ever want it. You guys, find somebody that aligns with your values and worldview and invest in them. And the second thing is, and here's the deal, we're all human, we're all adults, which means we all have some kind of baggage or crap that we've been through. And so I'm not saying don't have it, I'm saying take responsibility for it. So what you want to do is listen to what their baggage is, if they have some, and pretty much make sure they're taking responsibility for it. What are they doing about it so it doesn't affect your relationship You know, they're accountable for their history, just like you're accountable for yours. And, you know, the other things I I always recommend to pay attention to is do they blame or talk crap about all their exes? I mean, that's kind of a red flag to me that if every ex was terrible, they can't take responsibility for anything. And that's not the kind of person that you really want to get into a relationship with. My opinion, Um, you've got to do what's best for you. And then the last thing I, I touched on was, Pay attention, you know, do your values align? Um, your Those things that become gut feelings or those things that are kind of like eyebrow raisers, typically as a relationship goes on becomes red flags, those things usually become deal breakers. And so your main goal is to watch and monitor and be in touch with your confidence and your worth and what you need and have fun You've got to have fun. And if you meet somebody and they're not calling you back for two weeks at a time and that's not what you want, then empower yourself to say, this isn't what I want. Don't sit around and wait for them anxiously hoping to be chosen. Be mindful of the fact when you start to get anxious. And if you need to check in, that's okay once in a while. However, don't sit around and wait for anybody. You are worth so much more than that. And the right person is going to want to be with you too because your values and mindsets are going to align. So keep dating and keep connecting to your confidence until you find what fits and what feels good. So I hope that helps kind of break down anxious attachment. If you guys have questions, email me what's next with Lisa at gmail.com. On Friday's episode, we're actually going to talk about fearful avoidant attachment and You'd actually be surprised how many people struggle with this and actually self-sabotage relationships. And so a lot of us do it to ourselves, but I think what I hear most of all is that a lot of us are dating somebody that's fearful, avoidant. So tune in Friday, get some tips on that, get some information on that to empower yourself to do a little bit better when you're dating. And you guys, it's so good to be back. So take care of yourselves and don't forget that today's a perfect day to ask yourselves, what's next? See ya.